it's so awful. If you're watching the show and it's like Manila Luzon is doing her walk down the runway, if you look at the bottom of the screen, it says hashtag RuPaul's Drag Race Manila Luzon. Yeah. Really? I'm like, nobody's doing it. Oh, I bet you people are. I but would it hashtag is Manila Luzon. Yeah. But I'm not going to write a dissertation. I mean, you can always to say something. Uh, RPDR. Yeah. Manila Luzon. Sure. I mean, you only have 140 characters, and that's like 138 well, I mean, characters. What more do you need to, to say other that. than hashtag RuPaul's Drag Race Manila Luzon? That's kind of all I need to say. RuPaul Drag Race. Start your engine, RuPaul, RuPaul Drag, Drag Race. Race. May the best woman, best, best woman win. win. Hello, and welcome to Carry On, the Sex in the City podcast. I'm your co-host, Kat Knipe. I'm New York socialite, Shippy Shipman. <laughs> and with us tonight is just One the of light our, of my life. our most special guests. Oh, you guys flatter me. Daniel mm-hmm. Montgomery. It's me. Daniel, it's so wonderful to have you. It's so wonderful to be had. Hashtag... RuPaul Drag Race Daniel, Daniel Montgomery. No, hashtag Carry On Podcast Daniel Montgomery. There it is. Let's get it trending tweets. Tell us, <laughs> tell us your thoughts. Hashtag, ru, hashtag. <laughs> I can't. Go ahead. It's too hot. Go ahead. Guys, hashtag it's... Carry On Podcast Daniel Montgomery. Um, hashtag hot. Hashtag melting. Hashtag devil. We're hashtag way too hot. I want to preface we're, we're this podcast paris is burning (laughs) (laughs) i want to preface this podcast by saying we're all having a fever dream right now it's true i'll never remember join us i'll join us for this episode that we'll never remember recording because it's a hundred degrees in los angeles (laughs) it's a hundred degrees celsius which means it's 300 (laughs) degrees boiling water sweat dripping down my balls i'm sorry Sweat okay. where we duty at. my neck my back my pussy and my crack. it's all sweaty <laughs> everything oh man so gentlemen uh, if i can still call you that i don't think i can no. after, after start what your just happened. um we just finished watching uh season two episode five wow is wow. that right yeah that's right uh, right. Which is episode 17 of Carry On, uh, and the episode is entitled Four Women in a Funeral, and appropriately enough for the heat we're experiencing right now. This episode aired July 4th, Whoa. 1999. God bless oh. Which America. is, it's really weird to me, like, this to me is not at all a summertime episode. No, no. You know, this isn't, this isn't hot. Child in the city. This is four women in a. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Wow, July 4th. Uh-huh. That's really interesting. Anchors away, my, my boys. Anchors away. So, wow, I don't know why that turned into if you wanna, Phyllis Diller. <laughs> if you want to place yourself July 4th, 1999, it's the end of the millennium. Ooh. The popular albums, right? Out that are right now is like um, I don't know what was out. Fever then? Dream by Fever Dream. <laughs> yeah, basically that's all. Can I say something about the Fourth yeah. of July Please. in Sex and the City? Yeah, there was one Fourth of July. Uh huh. I don't think it was this particular. It couldn't have been. It was probably actually the next Fourth of July than the one where this current episode had aired. Yeah, I'm sure that sentence made sense yeah. somewhere. <laughs> sure. Um, in the year 2000. What I'm trying to say is probably the year 2000. Maybe yes. 2001. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. There's one Fourth of July where I did nothing, and I stayed home. 
mm-hmm. and watched Sex and the City. Oh. You sound like Courtney X. I, so I stayed on my watch Sex and the City, and there were fireworks. And now that I'm saying this out loud, it may have been New Year's Eve. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I think it was New Year's Eve. All I remember is that there were fireworks. Yeah. And I'm almost 100 percent sure it was New Year's Eve. Now. And I remember that I was awake while I was watching the episodes. Great. We can just edit that out. <laughs> oh hell no. Okay. This is that fever dream. So, this episode, strangely, uh, is about death. Yeah. Thematically, yeah. all over the they place. They don't deal with that too much. To death. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, a little death. Le petit mort. Which is French for orgasm. Yeah. Orgasm. The little death. It's because true. the little sperms die. No. If they don't that's, that's sperminate. That's not why. No, it's not? No. Daniel, have you ever been to beautifulagony.com? I haven't, but I know what it is. You should go. Right now? I mean, you can't... Right now, everyone, <laughs> I'll be right back. pause this podcast and go to beautifulagony.com. What is beautifulagony.com? You know, you've seen it. I absolutely it. do it, not. Isn't it... Is that like rotten? pornography, but it's just people's faces. It's just people from like the shoulders up of or them, the neck up, and it's them diddling masturbating. Their, diddling their mice. And finishing. Oh. Mm-hmm. And you can I'm watch really like sorry, a preview. I'm really sorry I said diddling their mice again. <laughs> you, I'm not. Fascinating. Oh. Le petit mort. So that's what this episode is about. This episode is about people it, masturbating. Yeah, Just so, kidding. So we open the episode um, in a very morbid way. Carrie's wearing all black. Mm-hmm. The little because black her dress. Her little black dress. She's headed to a, a funeral. There are only two times when it's appropriate to wear the little black dress in daylight. One involves leaving a party way too late. The other involves leaving the party way too early. The New York funeral. Javier was a hot Cuban designer and the toast of the New York fashion elite. He was also a good friend. I had known him since he was Harvey. Javier loved clothes. Unfortunately, he loved heroin more. Yeah. The funeral of Javier. 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 Javier something or another. Who she says, I knew him... When he was Harvey. When he was Harvey. Yeah. But what doesn't make sense to me then is that... Javier's sister speaks at the funeral, and she and she has a very heavy like Latino accent. Yes. Josefina. Josefina. Yeah. Ha- Javier would have wanted, and I'm like, wait a minute, is he is he Harvey turned Javier like pretentious? I'm pretending to be Javier. Yeah. Or was he really Javier? Because his I think sister, she was Josefina, Josie. Mm, I think no. that might have a point. She might have been Josie, and once. Once Harvey became Javier, she became yeah. Josefina. If well, that would explain her Carrie's terrible accent. Reality, okay. Then she's Josie. Fair and enough. Who became Josefina. Well, they do talk about what a transformation she had. And yeah, yeah see I just assumed they meant physically, but I see right. what you yeah. mean. Maybe it was physically and mentally. Yeah. 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 She and All you of notice, this is very boring. This is all very boring. <laughs> <laughs> so much of this episode is... Very boring. She, I mean, it's not a super exciting no. episode. No, it's it's There's a some real it's pretty low moments. key, yeah. kind of slow paced. Now, the only really coherent storyline is Miranda's storyline. Yeah, I like yeah. I, I I just love Miranda, so it doesn't yeah. really matter what she does. No and, matter and what kind of hair she's got, right? No matter episode. how terrible it is. But Cynthia mm. Nixon has some killer moments she this. does this yeah she's she really a does she has some yeah. great moments yeah but so carrie carrie and samantha and charlotte wind up going to javier's funeral javier was a fashion mogul who died of like a drug overdose yeah. and samantha takes the opportunity at his funeral to finagle her way into oh i'm 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 with samantha jones um pr i'm gonna 
help you raise money for Javier House because it will get her access to right. unlisted um, social, you know, big socialite social phone numbers. connections that Which, she's by the way, just dying for. Puns, all Kim puns Cattrall, and That's right. Kim Cattrall's like ad lib is so not tactful at all. She goes up to pay her respects to Josephine. And she just says, and she's like, hi, I'm Samantha from Samantha Jones PR, which I know is an ad lib for <laughs> yeah, sure. Because sure. it probably like wasn't supposed to it's be It's like mine. in season six when Samantha says, um, do you remember that time I wanted bigger breasts? Yes. It's like, it's yeah, like, yeah, two weeks yesterday. ago. <laughs> like, please. Anyway, not tactful at all. It's at a funeral. Her brother just died. And the, that's the first thing that she says. Now, she's doing it supposedly for a good reason. Yeah. But it's like, let's... Let's hit that from a different angle. Well, but if you if you think about the type of people that Javier slash Josefina are, yeah. meaning they're the type of people who recognize the opportunity to uh, improve was into their it. brand by putting yeah. on a, a an exotic persona, Josefina probably went, great, sure. sounds good, Samantha Jones. Josefina smized during her eulogy. She, she did. Really she did. She smized sexy. and she dropped and her she shoulders out. Her she did. I thought that was yeah. a funny moment for that actress. Like, yeah. Yeah. Bearing her shoulders and showing yeah. off her dress. She's got that breasts. plunging yeah. neckline. So everyone's wearing Javier Bardet's oh, outfits. Oh, boy. Yeah, they're all wearing his fashions. Sharon Needles is there. Like, so many people. <laughs> I noticed that person in the bottom of the frame when Carrie There's so many people there. I was like, is this a, was Javier a drag queen? Yeah. Which I'm fine with. Yeah, all them dry wigs, though. Yeah. Those so, were not some, those were not good drag queens. No, they were not. And, um. And Charlotte feels out of place because so she, she's not wearing any of Javier's clothing. I, I don't... It might be the heat. But it's Charlotte heat. bothered me this episode. Sure. Oh. Well, in, my, in my notes, I wrote down, it's not all about you, Char, because sure. I couldn't finish the Charlotte. Char. Yeah, it's too but, hot. It's not all about you. So you know what? Own your LBD and... Yep. Don't get yeah. that. Yeah. Hat. Oh, she, yeah. She yeah. says to Samantha, "Let me borrow your hat." Yeah. It's like, since when did Charlotte care about being seeny? Yeah. It's yeah. just like disappear into the background with Sharon Needles. Stop trying to like make a scene out of yourself. Yeah. Let's talk to Sharon Needles. Since when is yeah. Sharon Needles in the background? Good point. Hashtag good. RuPaul's Drag Race Sharon Needles. That's right. <laughs> um, so Charlotte's. Well, Samantha's hat that Charlotte's wearing. Yeah. Oh no, a gust of wind comes up <laughs> and blows Charlotte's hat off her head. Please, if you're listening to this before you watch the episode, which would be a strange thing oh, to do, sure. but if you are, make sure to pay special attention to Charlotte in that moment. Because Kristen Davis, her acting, she's like trying to anticipate the hat blowing away. Oh, no. And it slightly blows away, but doesn't perform fully. And she's kind of like, go ahead, blow away. In a moment where anyone else would have grabbed a hat to make sure it didn't fly off. Maybe Charlotte was hoping, I'm giving Kristen Davis the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> sure. Maybe Charlotte was hoping that there would be a wind and her hat would blow away and it would blow to a gravestone and she'd meet a guy. Well, because it's all about her. Well, you, everyone knows true. when you're Char. in a gravesite, dreams do come true. Hey, I and love a good cemetery. Yeah. So do I. You know? I yeah. I visit them often. It's true, you do. If you listen to Boys and Ghouls podcast as well as Carry On podcast, then you already know, and this is the heat talking, that I recently visited lots of celebrity graves. It's true. Listen to the Mummy episode. They talk about yeah, the, the including grave. Walt Disney. Some grave encounters. Yeah. Does anyone know the um, 
oh my god, I forgot the word, but the etymology of cemetery. So you know that I always tell people the difference between a cemetery well, we and a graveyard. Well, we clearly know the difference between a cemetery and a graveyard. Yes, not an of animal. course. But of Alec, course. I think you're setting me up to like because you just thought I was going to bring it up, and I wasn't. I was going to bring it up. No, I really want to know the etymology. Well, I don't of know cemetery. the etymology. Oh. I don't know the word. I don't know the participles, <laughs> but I can tell you that a graveyard to qualify to be a graveyard, then it's got to be adjacent to or associated with a church. Yes. Otherwise, it's a cemetery. Yes. That's right. Well, I feel like somebody's going to come up with the answer any moment now. The word no cemetery idea. comes from it comes from a Greek word. Okay. I can't. I, I'm sorry. I can't Greece? pronounce the Greek word, but it means sleeping place. Oh. oh. Well, that's really lovely. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's they Sleep do... sounds nice, but I think that's the heat talking. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I will say this. Charlotte doesn't do any sleeping, but she does do some fucking with the Woo! guy that she meets Ooh. at the So we should clarify that she meets a guy. Yeah. Visiting his wife's grave. Yes. Yeah. And, and she's oh so charmed. It's just a drink. He works on the same block as my gallery. You picked up a man at a cemetery? He's really handsome, and he went to Princeton. The widower thing is a definite no-no. Why? The dead wife factor. It doesn't matter how much of a bitch she was alive. Now she's dead, and you're the bitch who can't live up to her. You shouldn't talk about his wife like that. See? Happening already. It's not his fault she died. And besides, I think that going through something like that makes him more sensitive. I mean, he's felt really deeply. He's in touch with his emotions. It's kind of romantic. And think about it. He's been married. I mean, it shows he can commit. She believes that the fact that this guy has loved his wife and she died means that he's going to be more in touch with his emotions and that he, it, it proves he can commit because he got married. Yeah. And you know she, he, he can really deeply feel. And I which, think it's kind of romantic, which is another example of Charlotte deciding, because she likes a guy who's cute, that everything about him is going to fit into the mold and she's going to marry him. Right. Because I, I, every guy she's going to marry. Made me, it, made me, it made me a little annoyed. Yeah. Because yes. I, I was a little irritated because I thought, I was like, Charlotte, and we, I mean, I love Charlotte, but I was like, Charlotte, what are you doing? Yeah. This is why I know that I could never date in any conventional way because if my hat blew off my head and flew onto the gravestone of a man's deceased wife, I would not just stand there and wait for a guy to flirt with me, which she very obviously yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. And I'm saying, you like, get the hell look, out of Dodge. Hey, I'm impressed, like, way to put yourself out there. And uh, yes, it is a strange situation. But I guess when you're dating, you just have to let those awkward moments sit in hopes that the guy will just start talking you to you. You have to just wait for the meet cute. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, you know, it's kind of cheating because they cut away before we see this guy ask Charlotte out. But I'd love to know what that transition Absolutely. was because mm, she comes point. over and she's like, oh, my hat. And then and he said, don't worry, it's nothing to lose your hat over. <laughs> oh. Right. I mean, his wife rolled over in her grave. <laughs> she <laughs> actually did. That's enough to groan. walk away right there. I heard her dusty ass groan. But her I guess Charlotte grave. was just fearing that her vagina would just close up completely if she didn't sleep with a man. Right so, now. Well, so. Anthony tells her that it will later. Yeah, that's a good point. So. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack a little bit on what I just Please. said about Charlotte because I was irritated with her, and she takes advantage of this guy for most of the episode until towards the end. Yeah. Um. But I mean, 
love to, you know, like hate to love, love to hate her sort of thing. Oh, sure. Yeah. God bless her for still going after it no matter who the guy is. Yes. Yeah, I think when you, I think when you consider that and her <laughs> stalwart, um, um, dedication to, oh, I'm gonna find me a husband, um, that fits in totally with her character as it develops throughout the series. Like, this yes. is totally Charlotte. What, uh, what else is totally Charlotte is, uh, her opinions about money and power in mm-hmm. this episode because yeah. you hear more of it later in the series, but she's talking to, I guess she's talking to Miranda about her, yes, about, about Miranda b- buying, buying her apartment. Yes. And she's yeah. like, everyone needs a man. That's why I rent. If you own and he still rents, then the power structure is all off. It's emasculating. Men don't want a woman who's too self-sufficient. I'm sorry, did someone just order a Victorian straight up? <laughs> the thing is, Charlotte can be very uncomfortable like uh, about things like Mr. Pussy and, oh, don't say it, I don't want to say it. But when it comes to like power play and money and speak a up. woman's yeah. place, she up. has very big opinions. And Charlotte later proves herself right when she dates the guy who comes into the apartment that she owns that was previously Trey's, and he's like, whoa. Whoa, you own this place? Whoa. 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 And he's gone. What are you, like, rich? Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. He's gone. So in that respect, Charlotte is right. I'll say something else about this gravesite scene is um, I, there is not much funnier on Sex and the City than Kristen Davis running in a wide shot. That's right. She, I don't know And going, oh! Yeah, like, I think it's a Charlotte choice. I think it's a Kristen Davis acting choice that Charlotte runs this way. But it's very proper and uh-huh. prim and cute the way she runs. She doesn't and take huge strides. Yeah. It's very delicate. You'll see it again when she poughkeepsies in her pants oh. right, in the first movie. Um, oh. And it's so, it, it's just very Charlotte. It's very funny. And they always do it in a big wide shot. So you get to see her cross the entire You're right. frame. And She's, it's really kind it of cute. Great. I think also here we're set, we're uh, maybe knowingly or unknowingly, they're continuing to set up this sort of trope of Charlotte with these, with, Every episode, picking a guy, blah, 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 trying mm-hmm. to make it work. The one thing that's wrong. Yeah. To the point of it gets a little crazy. And she, once, she, when, once we get to... I'm Spoiler alert. We're jump, I'm jumping ahead. Yeah. Once she gets to Trey, it's like... she. I mean, she was asking for Abs- it. Kind yeah. of. Absolutely. Like yes. throwing herself in it, asking him to marry her. You she know. let it get bigger than big. So we get to a point you know, where once she meets Harry, mm-hmm. eventually... It's the exact opposite of all of these guys. It's the right. exact opposite of the way she approached all of these guys. So here we're at the point canonically in the sure. series yes. where it's just another one of those guys and we have to set up this sort of annoying kind of Charlotte thing for the big hairy payoff that's to come. Absolutely. Yes, so you can appreciate right. it. I can, even though it's still And, and here's me. here's something yeah. to redeem Charlotte for you, Daniel. Let's talk about what she says to Carrie when they're in the cab after the after the funeral. Um because Carrie's somehow brings up Big. Can't date a divorce guy. They've committed and everyone's still alive. Well, it didn't work for Big. All that marriage did was convince him he hated committing. Carrie, you broke up with him. Oh, so I'm the one with the commitment problem? Well, I'm just saying. And Charlotte goes, Carrie, you, you broke, broke up, up with, with him. him. Yeah. And it, we said, uh-huh, that's yeah, that's, right. that's right. People, Carrie's like, yeah, I got out of there. Yeah, and it's like, really? Like, because everything... And it was about commitment, wasn't it? Yes, it there, was. It was some sort of commitment. commitment. And, if, and if we remember correctly... Which we do. We all um, do. Carrie and Big broke up when Big offered to take her away on a vacation. Yes. And what pay kind of commi- everything. And pay, what kind of commitment is that? Big, take me. I'll commit to a well, vacation. Well, he couldn't <laughs> tell me I'm the one. 
You know, give me a break. Yeah, he, bought, he couldn't give her exactly what she. This is needed. what happens with people, though, is they begin to rewrite history in their own minds. And we all do that it. You're right. Canonical. You're to them. right. And that's what she was doing. But you have your good friends there to set you straight, and that's what Charlotte was. Yeah, doing. Yeah, you have your friends, and then and you, you have, have your, your best, best friends. friends. Yeah, that's exactly right. Speaking of best friends, yeah. Miranda. Oh, you guys, Aww. just me, Miranda. She, so Miranda's whole storyline was amazing. In this episode. Yeah, so the while the other girls are at the funeral, Miranda is being an independent woman. Q. Kelly Clarkson. All the women who are independent throw your hands up at me. I brought it to Destiny's Child. Literally, independent women sure part two. Charlie's to- Angels full throttle. Okay. You win. Cut to mashup of heat. both songs. Yeah, it's gonna be a mess. <laughs> Oh, that was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) That was awful. My ears are bleeding. But Miranda is an independent, strong woman. She's with her realtor. She is checking out her apartment, which canonically we will come to know. Oh, we'll come to know and love. I love that apartment. Yeah, I do. I want to live there. It's all big rooms and hallways. Uh, Hello. Hello. I live here. When When we become super rich... Here's yeah. the thing. In just a we're couple all g- years. It's true. Yeah. We're all going to live in a house together. That's right. And there are going to be certain aspects of the house that will be head to tea, house down perfect. No shade, no tea. And here's no. what here's what it is. Matthew's going to have a room that is Buffy's bedroom from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to have a whole wing of so the house. I'm so excited about that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. We're going to have a whole wing of the house that is Miranda's apartment. Yes. We're going to have Carrie's apartment. Yes. For me, because I need that. Alec, yes. what do you need? Marty McFly's bedroom yes. or something? Yes, absolutely. Is that right? That works. D- is there anything else you need, Daniel? I'm going to need the workroom at RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> Start your engines. Oh, my God. With all them shoes and all them wigs. I'm just kidding. The lighting's too bright. It and is. there's no ceiling. There's not. It's just like no. no. There's no ceiling. You no. know that's a stage. We could do it anyway. Um, it wouldn't be that expensive. Well, let, wait. But let's talk. Let's talk for a second about Miranda's executive realness. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Paris is burning. <laughs> because she is the owner of her own world. Just her. Yeah, just me. Everyone is throwing shade at her. Everyone is throwing shade. Her oh, God. her realtor is like, oh, so is your boyfriend gonna move in? No. Just me. She handles it so well. I yeah. assume your father's gonna give the down payment? Nope. Just me. By the way, what a what a motherfucking rude thing to say. Yeah. Yes. I assume and your you know father. What? It's so condescending. This so is brazenly condescending. This is what a great actress Cynthia Nixon is. She was so is good that, in that scene. In that she scene, is so good. she is, you can see internally, she is upset and offended by that but plays it off like no it's she lets she lets out a slight laugh yeah Yeah. and then but what i love watching her is you you feel the build of the annoyance yes to you know to what ends up happening eventually because she genuinely doesn't she loves the apartment so much and we love her so much yes that she genuinely doesn't seem bothered at first that's right the the first instance of just me like it's just me is with the is with the realtor Mm -hmm. the second time is when she's signing the paperwork Mm -hmm. and the guy's like oh your father or whatever and she's like quiet laugh no it's just gonna be me or whatever Mm -hmm. and then she's then she then she ends up you know 
mm-hmm. moving in. So she comes in. Yep. She goes to her place that she loves and she earned and she deserves. Oh, and she's taking measurements or whatever yeah. and comes out and meets her old neighbor. Oh, God. Who's like kooky and is like, oh! Yes. This, um, this storyline means a lot to me because in all sincerity... Uh, I try and understand what it's like to to put myself in other people's shoes. And being a woman is so different, fundamentally, from being a man. I just read an article about a girl who was kicked out of her prom because the male chaperones were having impure thoughts about her. And they were like, you need to go home. Even though her... Uh, dress was like to the dress code. It was down to her fingertips. She wasn't dancing inappropriately. She wasn't doing anything wrong. But because of the way the men were affected by what she Where was wearing, was she was kicked out of her own prom. And the girl wrote a blog post about it that went viral, wow. saying that why should I be in charge of the other ways that people interpret the way that I look? And It just, like, that hit home for me for a second. Like, wow, the experience of being a woman when uh, men can tell you how you need to change because of what you're doing to them when you're doing absolutely nothing to them. You're just existing. Right. And I feel like... That that made sense to me with this storyline, too. Because Miranda's just existing, and she's actually being independent and financially stable but but merely because she's a woman she is affected and offensive and and pushing against the norm so much that people can't even understand they can't process what she's doing even her realtor is trying to set her up with her son because like it's such an abomination to be a single woman and alec that all that stuff you just said is why you're my favorite feminist Mm. Well, I'd like to bring up that and point. Thank you. No, th- thank Seriously. you. Thank you. Hashtag executive realness. <laughs> yeah, even the realtor's like, my son and Miranda doesn't even not doesn't even give it half a second thought. She's no thanks. Mm-hmm. You know, like not yeah. even a no. just love her. I just love her. And I, yeah, I, she's what, so good. What I think you're getting at, Daniel, if I may put hot words in your mouth. Please. Oh, by the way, let's not forget how hot it is right now. It's twenty degrees hotter than when you we told you earlier it's that it true. was really We're all going to actually go insane. Because, um, you know, they say that the heat scrambles your brains and makes you kill. Dead. Dead of July. Dead of July. Um, uh, oh, so you, I think to your point about she's really handling all of these roadblocks, all these brick walls people keep throwing up. And I do think she is handling it. I think this canonically speaks to something we talked about in episode one of Carry On. If you haven't listened to it, hashtag episode one. Um, Hashtag executive realness. We kind of (laughs) talked about what this show is about. And this hits on that in a big way, which Mm -hmm. in a big way, which is that these are women who are bucking societal norms and trying to trying to transcend the idea that uh, of what people believe women are supposed to do. And trying not to care that they're that they're pushing boundaries and trying to go, no, I'm completely comfortable. But at the same time, Miranda gets pushed so far where she goes, oh, God, I'm going to die alone. Which I'm sure if Miranda, you know, literally 10 minutes before she almost choked to death, which we're, we haven't talked about yet, uh, 
she wouldn't have said something like that because she would have thought that was really reductive and like yes. anti-feminist. Yes, yes, yes. But she, when she, she when she's pushed to the brink where she's terrified, though, even those thoughts those thoughts creep out of even Miranda's mind. Yes. yes. Even though she she would not want them to. It's yes. like Carrie says to Charlotte. Um, no, it's like Carrie says to the girls on her horrible birthday. Mm. At the end, she's like, I hate myself for saying this, but I feel bad that I don't have a man to share my birthday yes. with. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a man in my life, and I feel bad for saying it, but I, I can say it to you because you're my girlfriend. She doesn't yes. say that part of it, but that's what she's implying yes. is all. And I think that's what Miranda's going through here. So what brings Miranda to that point is with this neighbor who comes up you know, mm -hmm. and introduces herself and says... The next day, Miranda met her new neighbor. Hello! Are you my new neighbor? Yeah, hi, I'm Miranda Hobbs. Nice to meet you. I, I haven't actually moved in yet. I'm just here taking some measurements. Well, I'm so glad to have a young person moving in. Brings a little life to the place. <laughs> Ruthie kept pretty much to herself. <laughs> Never married. Uh-huh. She uh, died in there, you know. She did? Oh, yes. It was a week before anyone realized she passed. Rumor has it the cat ate half her face. So, just you? I just no. think this part is, I thought it was hilarious. It's absolutely so deeply hilarious. funny. She's like, yeah, the woman who used to live in that apartment, you know, she she died in there. <laughs> just completely unprovoked. No reason to no. say and that. And you see, like, you just see Cynthia Nixon's face. Oh, yeah. Her perfect yeah. face. Those yeah. ice blue eyes She's and like, that, oh. oh. Just, yeah, they say they nobody there, found her for, for a, a week. week. <laughs> and that her cat ate half of her face. <laughs> Why is it okay to say that? <laughs> Stranger. I just love that. That's so it's ridiculous. So it's it's so, so funny. And the woman said it almost like cheerily. Like yeah. she, she's like, oh, isn't that crazy? <laughs> There's a level of obliviousness to that. And woman. then I mean, totally. and then you then you see um, the next Miranda shot. pouring way too much cat food. I mean, it's And comical. can I, this is a moment where I have to reveal a complete epiphany that I had while we're watching this episode. Are you ready for it? Yes. So I said yes. out loud, I said out loud, fatty! And I said, this is the first time we've seen fatty, isn't it? And Alec, who is a big fatty fan, hashtag fatty. Um, fatty being Miranda's cat. Fatty is cat. Miranda's cat. She Not calls like him fatty. her boyfriend in this episode, no. but please. Go um, on. Uh, isn't he? Oh, but good point. So I say to Alec, isn't this the first time we've seen Fatty? And he's like, it is. And then I sat and I was, and then there was a line where Carrie says that Miranda kept overfeeding her cat. And I realized that Carrie kept saying her cat, her cat, her cat he in the voiceovers. He doesn't have a name yet. And maybe he becomes Fatty because she's overfeeding him. Oh, and that's the yes. name they give him later. I think that's absolutely right. And I also Why think are you that... not freaking out? This is an amazing epiphany I just had. Well, I had it too, Captain. <gasps> Um, oh. I'm just giving you the real tea. Um, Hashtag he had it too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no, you're absolutely right. That's that's the first time we meet Fatty. Fatty is one of my favorite ancillary characters. He, Fatty, that cat is such a good actor. Fatty is a great actor. <laughs> Fatty is a ghost whisperer. Spoiler alert for season Fatty's four a good episode puddler. Ghost Town. Mm -hmm. um, and. Funnier than You're Stanford, right. so <laughs> lots of things to love about Fatty. Well, so so Miranda is in her um, kitchen eating her three delicacy delight or whatever. <laughs> yes. Miranda loves her Chinese takeout. She we really know does. That. It, it was it's it's kind it's a little sad seeing some seeing. Yeah. I can't want to say Cynthia Nixon. Just say I mean, it. it is we her. Know. She's such a real girl. Um, 
it, sad seeing Miranda there with her chopsticks or whatever. And then I'm she not chokes. sad. She's in yeah. her, her perfect apartment. She starts choking. Have either of you guys ever choked before? No, and it I've scares me so much. I haven't choked. Matthew choked one time. When? Really? When we were, um, for listeners, that's my twin brother, Matthew. Um, you probably know him. <laughs> um, he, uh, I think it was fifth grade. I don't know why the number, <gasps> I, the number five is coming to me. Were you yeah. with him? Um, fifth grade. I was with him. Um, and my parents were gone and my grandma, our grandma was, uh, watching us, babysitting oh. us or whatever. And Matthew started to choke and grandma saved his life. That oh my is God. so the kitchen table. Yeah, I've yeah. never heard him talk about this. Yeah. He remembers it, obviously. Yeah, he, I'm sure he <gasps> Through the Heimlich? I, it, it all happens so fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember exactly. I, yeah. I, I, it was a Heimlich-like maneuver. I can't remember yeah. whether she squeezed him or hit his back. But yeah. they do tell you, because um, I was CPR certified when I was 16. That's not valid anymore. But Hashtag they CPR certified. <laughs> they say Realness. that if you're, if you're, um, if you don't have someone there to perform the Heimlich on you, you are supposed to ram yourself into um, like a counter, something that is Oof. like like Miranda. Well, ribs. Miranda, that's Miranda ramps did. herself into one of her unopened boxes. Yeah, that's and it, right. and it launches it right out, which is. Um, I mean, thank God. This show this show could have been totally different if I know. she died. Oh, yeah. d- what a morbid episode <laughs> yeah. it was. That, that, would have, that would have been a spinoff like Fatty and the Ghost, where only her that. cat can see her. Um, anywho. So then then um, Cynthia Nixon yeah. makes a, a phone call to Carrie. After Miranda was done saving her own life, she called someone who could commiserate. Unfortunately, I was deep into screening mode. Big had called twice, and I didn't know what I wanted to say to him. Oh, my God. I just choked. I just almost died, and you're not... Hey, sweetie, you all right? I was watching hard copy, and I kept thinking when they found me, I would forever be the dead girl who watched bad TV. Well, why didn't you call me? I couldn't breathe. I'm going to die alone, Carrie. No, you are not. Do you want me to come over? No, I'm okay. I'll call you tomorrow. The fact was, Miranda was not okay. She went to bed hungry and locked the cat in the kitchen for two days. Miranda makes a quick, hilariously perfect, devastating, just phenomenal Mm -hmm. phone call to Carrie. I mean, how many lines does she even have in that scene? And it's as though she's acting for an hour. It's so emotionally affecting. She's the emotional centerpiece of this episode. mm, Everything mm. else is so light and fluffy and throwaway, but she actually makes this stuff real. She gives it... It's an important episode for her. I love late night um, Miranda to Carrie phone calls. Yes. Yes. I love them. Yes. Yes. Meet me at our place. Yes. But it also makes me think of one of my favorite episodes where she's watching Jules and Mimi and calls them and says, I'm so fucked up. It's like, I can't, why can't I say the words? It's just flying out of people's mouths. Yes. I thought that once I fell in love, once I met the right guy, all my shit would just fall away and I'd be happy. Yeah. Turn off Jules and Mimi. Oh, yeah, gosh. and go to now, bed. Sometimes when I Matthew probably told you this. Sometimes when Matt, Matthew and I talk every ten minutes. Yeah, and sure. hold on, I got to text him right now. <laughs> um, he literally text texted me that while, since while sure. we're sitting. He texted all of us. It always actually. feels so empty when he's not here. I know it's and so, when we, you're not here, it's so strange. we should all be Aww. together forever. Oh, we will in our we house. <laughs> yeah. um, I still got to figure out what my room's going to be. That wasn't the right answer. Um, we'll think of it. But sometimes when you know we we talk to each other about everything, and so. Uh, 
I, I, we've had moments where he, you know, either I'm freaking out or he's flipping out about something because all I do is flip out. Sure. <laughs> and I have panic attacks like Miranda. Yeah, me gosh. too. Oh, girl, we'll talk about that. I know, girl. Hashtag girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I'll say to Matthew, like, you just need to calm down. Or he'll say the same thing to me. You need to calm down. You just need to relax. You need to turn off Jules and Mimi. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I promise. We'll say that to each other. That makes me so happy. And I'm stealing it. I'm going to say it. Before Matthew hears this episode, I'm going to text him. that I hope, I, Matthew, I hope you have an emotional breakdown and call me in the middle of the night because you've done it before. So Just so I can say, turn off, off Jules and Mimi. It's real. That's real. You feel feel their friendship and yeah. you this phone call is so genius and it's so short yes and it shows that Carrie screens her phone calls that's yes. right that's a very in 2014 you're right a person born in 1999 who would be 15 now wouldn't understand what completely that meant. appropriate age to be watching the show yeah would have no idea but we what screen that our calls today in the sense that we we can but we see know who's who calling. it is so if it's Miranda calling she's gonna pick up oh the right, she hears is, the because she hears that caller ID. Yeah, yeah, she's walking in the spider webs, leaving a message and I'll call you back. That's oh. absolutely right. A likely story that leaving a message and call you back. No doubt was my first concert, you guys. Um, really? I'm so jealous. Oh, well, I did see them actually like three years ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was really cool. Jimmy Kimmel. What was oh. your first concert? Oh, you know this, don't you? I don't. Aerosmith. <gasps> oh, I go wow. crazy. It was wow. 1994, and Collective Soul opened no. for them. No! That yep. is incredible. Alec, what was Here your first concert? You like My first down. concert was Foo Fighters. Wow, wow, these are all such good ones. Center City Fest, Charlotte. Woo! I saw No Doubt at Center City Fest oh, really? a couple years after my first concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw yeah, it twice. Yeah. You guys, let's go to a concert. Oh, man, concerts are so much fun. It's let's the summer. It's so hot. Anyway, so back to that phone call. Um... Um, Miranda says, I'm going to, I'm going to die alone. <laughs> and I'm you're screening your funk. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh gosh. Hangs at the phone. Hangs at the phone. Let's just continue with Miranda. Yeah, please. Please. Let's finish it out. Miranda is later walking down the street looking like April from Teenage Mutant Ninja <laughs> That's Turtles. That's absolutely <gasps> right. That is absolutely right. <laughs> like, she's got that trench coat. Like she's got a cartoonish Dick Tracy yellow trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> like a bright green sweater. The brightest green eyes you air did see it's yes. true and a yes. fluff of shocking red that hair, hair was high right, and tight see that yeah. pink scalp yep. <laughs> she's, she's like lesbian Merida from Brave wow oh. yeah I'm brave she's walking down the street having a great time looking up at her building and all of a sudden the world goes wonky and I didn't know what was I actually I didn't remember what was going on I was like yeah. and I wrote down drug haze like I didn't <laughs> understand like what what was happening to Did her. somebody rookie her? Right. I was like, is this really happening? Like, yeah. it made me think of the moment, uh, sort of, it made me think of it now, the moment way later in the se- series, uh, spoiler alert, where, um, Carrie's with the Russian and they go out on the date and she faints, but does she really yes. faint? And you were like, yes. what is happening? Did she fake moment. faint or did she really faint? We'll never I'm an know. American. That that is up there with the Zodiac Killer. It it's is. I don't have we'll ne- an answer. We'll to. never have we'll an answer to. We'll spend forty five minutes on talking that about that scene that in season six moment. when we get there, and we'll still never come to a conclusion. Right? So when Miranda's having this panic attack, which is what it is, I I was like, is this really happening? What's going on? Yeah, because yeah. like, the what? camera stretches. And it really, and... It, it really, really gave me a Vietnam flashback to the freak show. Seriously, I, I thought, thought too. I was like, 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 are we going to call Ivy? Yeah. 
I hate it. Um, so she gets in a cab, goes um, um, straight to the, uh, the hospital, or whatever. And she's Carrie, smart. Sums, I thought it's kind of a weird line. It's like that's the thing about cabs in New York. You never know whether yeah. they're going to kill you or save your life or something. Yeah, I I've remember. never thought that about. No, that a cab. came out of nowhere. What? How do you know that? Yeah. Is, what? Although all of a sudden it makes me think of that movie that I never saw with Angelina Jolie, what we called the Bone Collector, where doesn't oh, a serial killer yeah. pick you up in a tra- taxi? Oh yeah. I hope so. I never saw it either, but I did see Taking Lives. Oh. There's a really killer sex scene between Angie and um, Ethan Hawke in that. Movie. Oh wow! I thought you were gonna say Girl. that movie with Queen Latifah and Jimmy Fallon, Taxi, that really oh. killed at the box office. Oh, now I know. Um, I'm I thought be that was sick. a fevered hashtag. Name. Flop. Ooh. So hashtag flop. So sweat. she we we cut to the hospital. Miranda's there with Carrie, saying that she paid five hundred dollars of her hard-earned money, mm-hmm. single woman money, to find out that she was having a panic attack. Yeah, and she this has is a this, really sweet she, scene. She is a really sweet scene. She has this moment where she says, "The t- my." Emergency contacts are my parents, and they live in Pennsylvania, and I don't even like them. Oh. Yeah, and, just and she's just crying. Yeah. And she's a, and Carrie's like, "Put me in." She goes, "You screen your calls." Yeah. She's so pick real. Up. This I she's have to pick say, up, I promise. This like, no, is you one won't, of the. Carrie. Oh, this no. is, she won't. Carrie would not. It's one of the She'd only moments in the entire series where I look at SJP and I go. Oh, you didn't really know what you're doing with that moment because she's such a competent actor that when there's a moment that I don't believe, it sticks out so heavily. Which is just this moment where Carrie goes, "Um, just breathe, honey, just breathe, breathe." And it's like, I don't believe it. I'll play a clip. You'll hear it. Breathe, sweetie. Breathe, breathe. I I I I take issue with one of the lines, which is Miranda Mm. in describing her freakout, her panic attack. She says, I felt like I was drowning and dying at the same time. To which I'm like, well, isn't that just a little redundant? Because if you're no, drowning, you're dying. It's not. Are you saying Tell that me. as You can be drowning it. without dying. I just, as someone who, uh, who has, uh, and I speak for both Daniel and myself, because we've both had plenty of anxiety attacks, um... Uh, and, and, and I'm actually glad of the way that they portray it on this show because while my vision doesn't swim like that, I don't know about you, nope. but, um, it, it's not, I, I always take issue with them portraying a panic or an anxiety attack in, on film or t- in television where someone's going, <gasps> get me out of here. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing because that's yeah. not what it's like. It's very much suffering in silence. Like Miranda mm. does. She just kind of freaks out and goes to the, it's not screaming and whatever. You just feel it. It Number feels like one, you're drowning and dying. It does, oh, and it's very hard. It. It's very hard to articulate, which it is, is why, hard to articulate. which is why I think it makes sense for her to say, "I felt like I was drowning and dying at the same time." Because while that doesn't make sense, there's What's no going good on way. Make sense. Yeah, there's no yeah. good way to describe it. And I do. It does somehow feel like it. There's this this really difficult to describe feeling of doom. Like you're just gonna die. Like everything is over. You're just gonna die and so, drowned. And everything that could. That, Everything that could happen to your body is going to happen right yes, now. Yes, all of it. Like, especially throwing up. <laughs> yeah. That's how it goes for me. So by twist of fate, Miranda ends up having... She gets out of the hospital. She ends up having to write a letter to specify that she's not separated. Oh, yeah, because in her single. paperwork... In, in her, her paperwork, they get it wrong. Yeah, say her mortgage separated. paperwork, yeah. As she's writing this letter... She starts to feel that panic attack come back. Yeah. It's 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 swelling. It's growing inside her. She and, can't finish the literally typing out the word single. And yeah. you know She's what she does? Sin. She just 
gets over it. She yeah. she it Carrie's voiceover says something like To add insult to panic attack, Miranda had just gotten some unsettling news. The mortgage officer had messed up Miranda's application. They had inadvertently labeled her as separated. And to clear up the confusion, Miranda had to write a rather humiliating letter. Miranda had a choice. She could panic or she could just type. Miranda killed her panic attacks right then and there. And then Miranda banished her panic attacks from that day forward. I was like, wish girl, it was that easy. Yeah, girl, I <laughs> wish it were that easy. Wish it Seriously. were that easy. I'm but sorry I do, for being correct grammar. I do believe that there are people in this world, in fact, I know for a fact, because I've known people, who, who will have a panic attack or two because they're going through a particularly stressful moment in their lives, and they experience and it, it, they know what it's like, and that's over. Yeah. For me... I'm, it's been happening for over 10 years. Mm. I was about 19 when it started and it's, I will go through, I'll go through dry spells where it's like six months. I haven't had one, but consistently for 10 years it's been going on. So I think there are two types of people in this world. Insert clip. Oh, that was me. That was me actually dying from the heat. (laughs) I couldn't help but think the the ones that enter... (laughs) The ones that entertain and the ones that observe. Yes, that's the clip you missed. There's only two types of get in the world. No one's entertained and the ones that observe. Ooh, baby, I'm a bit on a show kind of girl. And like the backseat, got a bit I'm a bit back. I'm a bit back. I'm a bit back. So, I have something to say. Yeah. Uh, at, at this, you mean that didn't say at all? <laughs> <laughs> the this last thing with Miranda, where Carrie, where they're in the hospital. The you know I'm backtracking a little bit. Sure. Yeah. And Carrie set, says that she, in effect, potentially lies to her and says, "You're not going to be alone. You're going to find someone." Yes. Mm-hmm. And Carrie said she in her voiceover she doesn't know whether she's telling the truth or not yeah and that makes me think of something I saw on Facebook which no I haven't actually clicked on but I've seen a lot of people share uh-huh. and it's an article I may be I may be getting some of this wrong but it's an article that the title of the article is something to the effect of coming to terms with the fact that you may never not find you may never not find the coming to terms with the fact that you may never Find, Find the, the one. one. Yeah. 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 It's the heat. It is the heat. It really was a heat moment right there. Yeah. You may never find the one yeah. and being okay with that and people like, like and, and, and I haven't read it, but, um, that's a hard thing I think to realize, but I think it's something that you should think about uh-huh. or realize or whatever. And when Carrie said that, I wanted to be like, don't tell her that. Tell her everything's going to be okay. That's yeah. right. But don't tell her that she's going to find someone. Right. You know, I leave think, me alone. I yeah. think this is a li- again a little bit, and we won't get into this because of the heat. But I do want to just very superficially say that you know we have such a good friend group, and I feel like we've all been our eyes have been open to all the possibilities of the world besides what is taught of us in this very traditional sense of yes. you grow up. You, you go to get college, married, you get a job, you babies. get blah, 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 all this stuff. And so I look at people from my life back home 
who are living the more traditional life and and sometimes worry that those that that exactly what you said that Facebook article that people are writing this is a new idea to a lot of people like it's almost blasphemous to say like what do you mean like everybody has their one person that everyone they have knows to you find. get two great loves and that's yeah. such a dangerous you thing read that? to tell people convenient theories, theories for, for you, you. <laughs> It's such a dangerous thing to tell people, and right? it's such a dangerous yeah. kind of fairy tale to purport. And we're lucky enough, I think, mm-hmm. or maybe unlucky enough, to say that, like like Dan Savage says, you know, there is no one person for you. Um, it's It's the relationships that you make work. And the concessions that you make. There's never going to be a person, perfect It's that person seven you. you find that you round up to a ten. Because yes. you, it's the price of admission and you accept a few things that, you know, like... Because there are things about you someone might have to accept yeah. to, to, mm. to round each other up to ten. I think... I, I hear you, Daniel. And I think... Um, I think it is healthy to... I think there's a good reason why something... An article like that would go viral, per se. The, like, that you've seen it a bunch of times. And it's because... We, our generation is this weird in-between of, of, you know, I think even people 10 years older than us probably took a little bit more time, uh, or probably, probably took a little bit more of a traditional route, naturally, more of them, but, but a lot of us are kind of, uh, it, it, people our age are, are just living for much longer and then looking around and going, oh, okay, well, uh, what now? And I think it's important for people to see, like, you guys, it's going to be okay, no matter how things yeah. work out. Like, yeah. we've all got each other. Um, let's let's talk about Carrie's storyline before our mouths dry up and we literally can't speak. Yeah. And just sand just comes sand out. Sand pours out. <laughs> so Carrie, uh, motivated by the funeral, gives ha- Big a call. She has that moment. Now, have you guys... I mean, you guys are together. Mm-hmm. Kat and Alec are dating. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god! I'm sorry we, to uh, you told her. <laughs> Have you guys He's been roofing me for almost three years? It's now. really expensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, she has that moment where she has that something happens, some major mm-hmm. life event happens, and it's like. I miss my ex. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I, every now and then, I have. I I, I don't know if whether. I, no, I, it's natural. I have that moment. Of course. Where something happens or I just have a moment. And it's not even necessarily like an ex. Sometimes it'll be a friend. Sometimes yeah. the, that, fr- that friend was my ex or whatever. But I'll think like, oh, I want to call them right now. Yeah. This thing just happened yeah. and only I, I only want to talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can't call them right now yeah. because they're in New York. And it's way past their bedtime and they're not awake. Yep. Not talking about anybody specific. <laughs> of course. Of course not. But, um, you know, you think like, oh, oh, this just major life event happened. Can I just talk to him mm-hmm. real fast? So yeah. she calls yeah. big or whatever. Yeah. And that's what we want her to do. Hello? Hey. Hey. It's just me. So, uh, how are you? just got back from the funeral. Oh, and you thought of me. I'm flattered. Listen, I... Do you want to have dinner sometime? I'd like to have dinner any old time. Who am I having dinner with? Me. Well, you know, in that case, I'd better check my book. Hanging up now. Fine. Saturday, 8 o'clock, Roberto's. Be there or be square. God, you're old. 
it was so easy. Just like that, I had made a Saturday night date with Big. In under 30 seconds, we had resuscitated a relationship that had taken six months to die. Yep, she yeah. indulges in that neuroses has or a, fantasy. Yes, yeah. has that quick flirty convo. It's she perfect. Does. It's the perfect conversation. And I want us to remember this. They they decide they're going to get dinner, and and Big says, "Okay, let's do it. Let's go to Roberto's Saturday night, eight p.m. When we're all rich and we're all in New York together, we're going to find that Roberto's, and we're going to go there on a Saturday. We're going to go to all of together. those restaurants. I could start crying or sweating. Yeah, yeah. no, you're yeah. doing both right now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you're aware because your body's probably yeah. not. Oh yeah, I couldn't eat. tell whether I was crying or. Something. You're yeah. you're having like hysterical tears. Yeah. Okay, now. this okay. is yeah. all just a dream. I'll never, as I said before, I think. I'll and you'll never, never, never remember this. And you'll never wake up. No, no, not ever. Yeah. Um, what I also love is they make a specific date, time, and plan, which people on TV shows never do. That's no. right. That's right. They, they never took, do. They took the time to do it. And it was worth it. It was charming. It was a good it little was moment. Fun. And we're and the moment the way she hangs up on the phone with him, we make fun of. We made fun of this a couple episodes ago on Carry On, but the way she does it with Big makes sense in this scene because he says something I don't remember what. I don't remember what he says either, but I remember you're so old. Yeah, is that what she says? Something like that, and then click, and it's cute. Yeah, that's when you hang up the phone because then he he notices. You see him notice she hung up on him, and he's kind of he's kind of amused and bemused, um, and And thinks it's cute. I love that Big doesn't even question it; just says, "Fine, let's go." Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, love Big. Because Big is good game and giving. Yes. Yeah, so he's they ready have, to go. He's, he's the G-G-G. That's so, Dan Savage. We have to put another dollar in the jar. So they go to this dinner together. It's the the most fun. It's the flirtiest. It's the sexiest. We get a They're little bit They're talking about death. And yes. about what do you think happens and what's heaven and it's exciting and yeah. I just love this We get a little Carrie mythology, which yeah. is Carrie believes in reincarnation. Ooh. Does she really? Does she just Does she? That? I think she's just she, making witty banter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. She, yeah. That's, that's yeah. what you're talking and he says, you know, what's he, she says, what do you think heaven is? Is it's a bed. Yeah. And she says. Your idea of heaven is a bed. It depends on who's in it. Just I'm not sleeping with you tonight. And, 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 and Daniel like, stood up. Yeah. I did actually. And, and raised his hands I actually to did. the sky. I did because I just love their snap, crackle, pop. Yes, uh-huh. that was the appropriate response. It's and so then she takes him to the unsexiest place she can think. Was it the same night? Oh no, that's a different night. It's a different night. It is a different night. Sorry. That night they, they, they went end to up, Roberto's. They go to, they go to oh, Biggs. They go to Biggs. She says, I can't stay. They're making and out. She, yeah. runs. she says, I'm sorry. I can't. Don't hate me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. Don't hate me. But she, you know, she all of a sudden runs out and Big is confused or whatever. And then um, she decides to not answer, continues the screening of the phone calls. And apparently he calls her four times and she doesn't answer. Yeah. Carrie, what are you the, doing? The fuck is your problem, What yeah. is your problem? He yeah. showed, he, there, a rap, a rap, tap, tap on her door. Mm-hmm. Well, she says, I was lucky enough to get out just in time lucky. the first time. What are you talking Would about? Would I be are lucky enough the second time? Oh, if I remember, Carrie, you're the one that called him and set up this date and are flirting with him yeah. going back to and his And now place. you're in this big drama where you're like I'm not sure if I should well then you shouldn't have called him you dumb bitch. Yeah. <laughs> be grateful for this exactly sex right. on a stick man Come you got on, he wants to so, be with you. He's so sweet and then yeah. he comes to her door to oh. check and make sure she's alive. He's like good you're alive and then walks away and she's like ah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> she gets all upset and is like, mm. what, are you, what are you doing here? And he's like, I missed a Yankees game. And she's like, yeah. ugh. And yeah. then all of a sudden they go out to bowling. <laughs> yeah. 
He starts trying to make out and whatever, and she's like, oh, no, mister, we're, we're going, going to the unsexiest place. And at first I was like, ugh, just have sex with him. Yeah. yeah. Just do it. Yeah. But then they go Hold bowling. On, you'll they get go your bowling, wish. and it's so much fun. Yes. It's so... It's sides so... of both of them we haven't seen yet. And yes. They're drinking beer, and he's smoking a cigar, and they're yep. being flirty, and they're playing games. And yep. then... He bowls a strike. Woo! And he literally does. And yeah. and they get back, and they have this witty banter. Yes. And, and it's like, oh, best two out of three. Let's play a second Ooh. game. Are you ready? Can you handle oh, it? Are yeah. we getting back together? Oh. Is this what we're talking oh. about right now? Oh, and le they petit mort! And they are. They're back together, and I stood up. Yeah, put my hands in the sky, yes. turned around, yes. and sat I back hope, down. I hope that Michael Patrick King teaches a master class in screenwriting on that scene, as he should. It's good. Because it, there, it has so many layers, dialogue-wise. But lest we forget, I'm going to mention, beyond the words, the physical, the... the n- I'm getting like a little bit like out of breath and like mi- misty in my downtowns yes. thinking about this because yes. they're Carrie and Big are having their witty double entendre banter about are you ready to go for a second game? We're ready. And they're they're like s- sipping on each other. There's lips and yeah. then noses there's noses. There's their nose nuzzling. They're giving those kisses and then like I mean honestly Ooh. I mean it. Nobody Oof. kisses like SJP, and like I, mm-hmm. the way that they're, the way that they're just having mouth sex, mm, it's yeah. got mouth me sliding sex. out of my seat right now. And, and then, then they Carrie says, do "We never it. made it to this. We never made it to the second. They game. sure didn't. That's right. Because they Woo! were poking it in. They yeah. were poking, and nobody's angry about. They that. were slipping mm. and sliding. I, I, I love that. You get to yeah. see that naked leg, her naked leg, Great. and his naked arms. So. Despite the fact that I'm in the middle of a heat stroke right now, let's try and talk about Samantha's story. Do we have to? Let's just fly through it. Sure. So Samantha, she's got, she's, you know, she's going to help have Javier's house, which is a charity. She wants to get every Um, name in the Rolodex. That's Javier's house to you. Back in the days when people had Rolodexes, she's trying to get these contacts so she decides to help with this charity so she contacts this guy or something this 900 year old idiot <laughs> <laughs> who she wants him to be on the board of Javier House or yeah. whatever uh-huh. and in t- typical Samantha fashion he flirts with her and she says flattery will get you everywhere with me <laughs> she's trying to get him on the board I, I will give Samantha I mean at least we can't judge her for being like attracted to this 900 year old guy because she really is just trying to grope at him to get ahead to like get yeah. his money and for the whatever for the foundation like it's about self because yes. you know yes. that's a healthy yes. way to be you sleep with people to get your way to the top but unfortunately this gentleman has a socialite wife who walks in she walks in on her groping him where he duty at yeah <laughs> and <laughs> You know, and Samantha leaves, and, and it's Samantha embarrassing, leaves. and whatever. Yeah, and, and then she's kicked out of every restaurant around town. She becomes a social pariah because this man's wife is in all the important circles in New York, so her credit card is declined. At she the can't restaurant. get into a fake fashion. She's show. hustled out of a fashion show with a sign that was like 
made for a Javier house that somebody There's printed like, off their somebody put it on off, cork a, off of a word board. document Sharon Needles is trying to get into the fashion it's show serious. yeah and they are <laughs> hustling Samantha out like by her very arm. they're really rough with her yeah. And, yeah and one guy gets in a couple lines and gets yeah. a co-star get credit. her out of like, here there's yeah. like four partially constructed sets that she's not allowed on in this episode. <laughs> I yeah. just remembered how this storyline ends and I can yeah. I can I can't. Let's talk it's, about it. So she's become mm-hmm. a social pariah and she sees no way of escaping. So the best until... way she knows how is she goes to Sheppy Shepman, who's best friends with Sherpa. Susan Sharon, I don't know, <laughs> and <laughs> says to her like I don't know what she you know her. You know what's-her-face who's locking me out of the social scene. Couldn't you put in a good word? And the woman's and like, Shepi's you like, groped my husband. Did I, you're the whore who groped my husband. And Samantha's like, whatever. what do you want me to say? I'm a whore? Well, fine. I'm a whore, and maybe I have slept with every she man says, in Brooklyn and Manhattan. And she what says, is the, what do you want me to say? That I'm a whore? Look, what do you want me to say, Shippy? That I'm a whore? That I've slept with every man in New York and some in Brooklyn? All right. Maybe I have. Is that what it's going to take? Okay. I'm a big whore. In, That's in, where the pause yeah, is. And what right. is absolutely the opposite of Cynthia, Nix- Cynthia Nixon's like emotionally vulnerable moment? This is the most emotionally hollow, <laughs> unfeeling moment of the entire episode. <laughs> So this woman says, I'm not going to help you. So Samantha ends up like Sam- carting she, a wheelbarrow. Shippy Shipman says, I, I'm not going to help you. Yeah. You're, you're, you've made your bed, now lie in now it. Now lie in yeah. it. Which, I, which is fine. So yeah. Samantha ends up wheelbarrowing some dirt down She's the street. She's helping set up Javier house Literally build it. And then, and then she, you guys... She meets Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, it says Leonardo DiCaprio ex machina, which if you're listening and you're not aware of the term, it's like when it's like the hand of God. It's 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 something that comes into a narrative at the end of the at the that, end of the yeah, play that or fixes whatever. Everything. It fixes everything. Um and and so please describe this. Well, we look up and well, Samantha looks up and a, a guy is reaching down to help her into the truck to get more dirt or something. And we see the silhouette, there's sun behind him, of a man a uh, man with dark hair who... Who's abs- definitely not Who Leonardo absolutely DiCaprio. looks nothing he, like Leonardo He DiCaprio. looks like a porn star construction worker is what he, he looks like. He has dark like. hair. And at first I was like, oh, is he like an attractive guy or something? Because he said Leonardo... Oh, no, it's literally Leonardo it's DiCaprio. It's supposed to be, yeah. And so the resolution of her storyline is she became friends with Leonardo DiCaprio. Now, let me say that I'd love for my storyline to end that way, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes. I, I'd be fine with that. Yes. But how that fixes everything, I don't know. I can explain. Will we ever acknowledge it again? No, no we, we won't. won't. I, I, can ex- I can't explain how th- that would necessarily fix everything socially for her, but I can explain why it doesn't look anything like Leonardo DiCaprio. And this is something I explained on an earlier episode of Carry On, but I ended up editing it out because I explained in a really long and boring way and it wasn't fun. Please um, do that again. Well, hold on. Um, originally when this episode aired July 4th, 1999, yes. um, it was JFK Jr. ex machina. Whoa. But JFK Jr. died July 16th, 
1999. So he died less than two weeks after this episode aired. So after the initial airing, every time they've aired it ever since, and on all the DVDs, etc., etc., they so needed to change it to another socially conscious actor. That changes my yeah. opinion on that. Yeah. Mine too, because that probably looked like JFK Jr. Yeah, now that it I'm does a little bit. It. If you're if you're watching it and you already knew that, which I already wow. knew, it kind of looks a little more like him. But they Thanks just for that they tidbit. and I'm not sure yeah. if they had to change it because legally or if it was just they just felt it was better because he died like suddenly in a plane crash and it was like kind of sad so for whatever reason wow hashtag pop-up video hashtag cats not so boring story no that was very good i i that's fascinating yeah um do we want to wrap up i want to say one more thing as they wrap up which is watching the scene with carrie and big in the bowling alley was so wonderful and surprising mm. and charming and sexy. Mm. And I thought, it made me think of the second movie when, when Big and Carrie are at the end of the movie are laying together and Cindy Lauper is playing and they're watching an old movie on TV. Thank you. <laughs> Go on. Thank you. I love Cindy Lauper, but that's how it sounds. And it does. I thought, how nice it must be to be young and old with someone. Oh, sure. And Big and Carrie are are young in that moment and so sexy and free and and they're old together too. And that's okay. Both of those things are okay, but they they get to remember what it was like to be young together too. They have the memory of the Zaza Zoo. Yeah. And I just thought, how lovely. How absolutely lovely. It is lovely. You know what's not lovely? And I just, we didn't totally wrap this up, and I want to hear your opinions about Charlotte's, the wrap up to Charlotte's story. Oh, Someone oh please explain this to me. Because, so what happens is Charlotte has dated this guy, this. this widower, um, who. They have sex. They have sex and, and yeah. blah, blah, threesome in absentia. And Charlotte's asking for it, you guys. Yeah. Like, what is yeah. she doing with this guy? Yeah. She uh. gets turned on when he cries about his wife being dead. Oh, boy. Like, yeah. Get, get, if get ever away you needed, from him. If ever you needed to feel like Charlotte is a human just like us and isn't perfect all the time, this episode's a good place to look. I don't know. Yes. And she. He asks her to show up at her his wife's grave and bring lilies because they're her favorite, which is so fucked up. But she shows up, and, and then she turns around, and there are three other, like, black cars that show up that look like the same black, private black car. Car company. That, that yeah. like, them all up. Why, yeah. why didn't she just come in a cab? We'll, I'll literally I'll never, never know. know. No. But all the, these, like, three other women get out of their respective cars with lilies, and she puts... Two and two together, and I'll be damned if I know how that math works out. Because what did she figure out? What was he doing? He was seeing he invited, all these women. But why would he invite them to all come to the graveyard at the same time? It actually makes no sense. Yeah. She because gets mad, like throws the flowers, idiot. and runs away. But it's like, why would I understand the idea that he might be using his wife being dead as a way to get women in, in bed? That's but not. Why would he outlandish. invite them all to the grave at the same time? Is he? Is he? A moron? Michael Patrick King should teach a master class on how to not write this scene. <laughs> Jesus. I don't I don't understand it. It's I, I don't understand lazy. it. I, st- I, don't, just... I don't feel bad for Charlotte in the mo- that moment. I, yeah. I don't get what's going on. I wish it had never happened. It, as Matthew would say, it's that slops. That it's slops. That, it's that slops. You know what it's else? We didn't really... Slops. Anybody notice 
fashions in this episode. The only thing I wrote down is flower bag mm. because there was a dress Carrie wore that was just a shapeless bag with flowers on I it. I liked the the outfit that Carrie was wearing while she was waiting in the doorway doing nothing but avoiding phone <laughs> calls. Yes. Oh, when like Miranda calls and she's wearing a denim romper. Yeah. Oh, really sure. Wanted. She also wore that tit dress. Oh, I thought oh, I liked that metallic tit dress. tit dress. When she went on the first yeah. date back to Roberto's, big, or to Roberto's at 8.30 on Saturday... She yeah she it was yeah. like that gunmetal sort of tit dress I like that yeah. too and she looked cat you said twice I think out loud gorgeous yeah beautiful she really, she really gave like, good they face. got her makeup yeah. right in this episode because right. there are some episodes where and I think sometimes they're probably doing it on purpose like Carrie's playful and it's like she says later I wear ghetto gold for fun like Carrie Carrie likes to play with fashion yeah. so there are moments where they've got her in them garage doors them like all mm-hmm. blues um on the eyelet on the eyelids but. In this episode, she was very fresh-faced. Yes. And they had her lips very neutral and shiny and glossy. Yes. And, and she, she looked, her skin looked so good for her smoking yeah. the entire episode. Right? Yes. The, oh, every moment, she's she had a cigarette in her mouth. She couldn't stop smoking. I know. It's like, I'd see her smoking, I'd see her smoking. It was deja vu again. Oh! oh deja vu all over oh, again. She's, oh, what we're referencing is, Carrie says that at one point, it's deja vu all About over big. again. Which is... Which is such a pet peeve of Department mine. of Redundancy Department. Seriously. They open at, at 8 a.m. in the morning. Oh, God. Two twins. That makes me physically sick. <laughs> Disgusting. I can't stand uh, it. Um, well, it's officially Fahrenheit 451. <laughs> Yeah, you guys. I'm, go I'm not even sure. If, I'm not even themselves. sure if we recorded this. Actually, I don't think your we guess did. is as good as mine. Um, but it was lovely having you as always. As Daniel. lovely as Thanks it can be when your face is us. melting. It is my face melted off during yeah. this, um, yeah. or half of it did, or maybe the cat ate it. I'm going to go home and feed my cat. <laughs> um, my cat. How lovely! Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Oh yeah, you guys at Carry On Podcast. Uh, Are we at Carry On? I think podcast. it's at Carry On Podcast. It's at Carry On. Guys, I'm sorry. It's the heat. <laughs> at Carry On Podcast on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Um, we got, Alec noticed, another yeah. review on iTunes, yeah. which made us so happy. These. Please. Oh, gosh, you guys, if you've been it. thinking about doing it, I know that, it, like, listen, it's it's all I can do to take the trash out. Like, it's yeah. things are tough to do when we all have so many things Believe to do. Believe me, I know. I've never written an iTunes review. But <laughs> I've, I have. And it's it can be kind of a hassle. But once you do it, it's done. And we love you so much. And if you do it, then I promise that, 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 that we will start shouting. We'll shout you out. We'll yeah, say we hi. And we you will. won't be alone. No. You won't you die won't alone, be alone. Because we'll invite you to our house that has all kinds of different themed rooms or whatever. Sometimes I'm going to end on this quick thought, which is maybe too serious, but sometimes do it. Sometimes I think I have, I'm currently single, but I'm dating. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I'm currently officially single, I think. And yeah, I don't know what that, but I you look was. so good. Yeah. Oh my God. Thanks. I look amazing. But sometimes I think I'm having so much fun right now. I'm very, very, very happy sometimes. Yeah. Why would I want anything different than what's going on right now? Mm-hmm. And and until you feel differently, operate that way. Yeah. I so think some, that's sometimes fine. I think, oh, if this if I'm alone and this happy right now, then what's the big deal? Yeah. 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 And the bottom line sometimes is, sometimes I think I understand. <laughs> sometimes I, understand. I don't. Sometimes I'm dying. Yeah. But the thing is. The comforting thing is, uh, in this brave new world we live in, where the, our, as Alec mentioned, our friend group doesn't 
doesn't operate on typical societal norms that no matter what we're all going to have each other. Yeah. Like we right. if we like if you if you if you're you will wind up with someone, who knows, maybe not. But maybe if you not. don't, you're just going to move in with us and we're all <laughs> going to be together yeah. and we'll I'm do never what not we going to have a whole lot of fun. That's, that's absolutely, absolutely right. right. I know that's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. You always have a spot here. And I if know. Alec dumps me, I'm just going to come sleep in your bed. That's great. And even if I don't, Yeah, I mean, I'll do that anyway, as long as it's not 500 degrees. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Carry On Podcast. Times four (laughs) to the heat power. Um, You guys will never know how hot it is. And until next time, carry on. Charlie, how your angels get down like that? Charlie, how your angels get down like that?